I read this years ago. Listen carefully. See if it doesn't stir you a little bit. What began in Jerusalem as a movement, it became a philosophy in Greece. Later, an institution in Rome, a religion and culture in Europe, and ultimately that same movement crossed the big pond to America, where it became a a sort of gospel enterprise. Do I need to elaborate? Well, probably not, but I'm going to anyway. Do Do you think, do you think it might be wise for the church to get back to that monumental movement that began in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago? I think anyone with the fundamental grip on world history and the birthing of the world's great religions get the point. The Western world is probably more responsible than any place on the globe for the missionary spirit of taking the gospel to the nations over the last couple centuries. That's a very good thing. Good things came from that. People came to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, unreached people groups. That was a good thing. But we're also responsible for some of the really convoluted theologies and heresies that have been detrimental, a hindrance in the spread of biblical truth. I'm just convinced the God we embrace and the Jesus we worship is going to ramp it up from here on out. He's going to require much better of us. Yes, much better. Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Nordstrom, and on that high note, (laughs) let's see what we can do about it. I've suggested in the past that the days ahead will require a new emphasis on how we communicate an end-of-an-age gospel in the midst of a discombobulated culture. If we're going to address the season Jesus told us to address— It'll absolutely be necessary we know and understand what the Bible prophets declared. Words, words that are coming to pass in our day. Uh, There's a name for it, an apocalyptic gospel, a brand, a manner. Let's call it a, a new generation of evangelism necessary in a time of crisis. You know, the telecom industry is taking us, whether we like it or not, from 4G internet speed to 5G. A fifth generation, bigger, better, and faster? Well, better is debatable. But nevertheless, it's going to be much more intrusive, uh, an intrusive dive into our everyday lives. Now, I'm not here to debate the value of the latest telecom tech pitch, but I, but I do suggest there's a, a new generation of spiritual voices on the earth, a, a crop of young adults that will soon be taking the presentation of the gospel message at breakneck speed to a, yeah, next generation. A generation that will be intrusive enough to disrupt conventional categories of the demonic powers of the air, get the undivided attention of the masses, minister in exceptional signs and wonders, alerting the people on the earth that God is up to something in the heavens that's going to change everything on the earth. God's introducing an apocalyptic gospel, an evangelistic presentation that will reveal a mystery held in plain sight throughout the ages, but now being made known to prepare the saints for the unparalleled workings of the Holy Spirit at the end of the age. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in Romans, uh, Romans 16, 25. Now to him, 
Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel in the preaching of Jesus Christ. Listen to this. According to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began but now made manifest, and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God. Beloved, that's a significant piece of scripture. Paul's saying that many of the mysteries, the controversies, the debates, theories that the church has accepted, rejected, and stumbled over are coming into a full revelation as it becomes extremely clear the prophets knew what they were talking about. The Bible's clear. There's a season for everything, and God's season for the revelation of the long-held mystery is upon us now. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, We speak wisdom, but we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. You know, the presidents, the prime ministers, the parochial potentates and the political pundits of the day. But Paul goes on. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for, for had they known, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. In the wisdom of God, Satan and the disenfranchised hosts of the heavens were literally kept in the dark about the ultimate outcome of the cross. That, that the one on the cross would become the firstborn from the dead, would, would pave the pathway for all, Jew and Gentile alike, to have full, unhindered access to the uncreated God of the universe and eternal life through Messiah Yeshua. Christ the Lord. This is a wisdom for the mature believer, a company of brothers and sisters who have who've read Daniel and the prophets, discerned and embraced the words of Jesus, believers who, who recognize the season of the Spirit, the season we're in now and the season that's coming, not given to gospel enterprise, but given to prayer, intercession, and travail as they recognize the time is near. For the Apostle Peter, this was a time of a martyr's cross. For the church, the church of the last days, it'll be, a, it'll be a great tribulation, certainly, that's in the Bible, but perhaps even a martyr's cross, and the wisdom for how to navigate the time and the season. Jesus' own words make clear this was an apocalyptic gospel that warned of the wrath to come. It warned in the shadow of the imminent destruction of Jerusalem. That's where they were in their generation. Listen to Matthew 24, 15. When you see, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, let those who are in Judea flee. For then there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And that's where we're going to find ourselves in that coming moment of history. It's the imminence of the kingdom of God, the kingdom that the Father will not judge fully and finally until there has first gone forth in power and in clarity this witness 
so to leave all men without excuse. Listen to Matthew twenty four fourteen, and this gospel, this gospel of the kingdom, will be preached in all the world as a witness, and all the nations, and then, then the end will come. The apocalyptic gospel is not limited to Israel, though the evidence of, of fulfilled prophecy and the things unfolding in this now time should bring attention to the word of God, especially Isaiah chapter 28, where the gospel is first, listen, dismissed, then followed by disaster. There's a lesson to learn here. Listen to this Hebrew prophet Isaiah. Listen to him proclaim the means of apocalyptic revelation, the word of the Lord to the covenant people. Isaiah 28 verse 14. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men. He's saying, listen, pay attention, you contemptuous people. Wake up. Pay attention. You who rule this people, who are in Jerusalem because you've said, we've made a covenant with death and with Sheol, with hell. We're in agreement. When the overflowing scourge passes through, it'll not come to us, for we've made lies our refuge. Do you hear the prophetic sarcasm here? And under falsehood, we've hidden ourselves. This is, this is what the Spirit of God says to that arrogance. Your covenant with death will be annulled. Your covenant with this, this ancient, the ancient enemies for peace and security, that, that covenant that was recognized and you got into agreement with, a yet future holy covenant. He goes on, and your agreement with hell will not stand when the overflowing scourge passes through then you'll be trampled down by it. God's saying when you embrace the false peace, and you will, a false peace offered by a man of sin, the greatest deception known to man, it'll mark the beginning of the most horrific time in Israel's history. But, but for the Messiah's coming, no flesh would be saved. That, my friend, is a prophetic word, if there ever was one. That will work in a spirit of divine favor, grace, if you will, on the Jewish conscience in this future time of calamity, a time like, like never before. If there would ever be a time for a, a mature, prophetic, apostolic church, it would be now, in this coming prophetic season, a divine ordained time of apocalyptic evangelism to the Jew first and to the nations. I know, I know, that's, that's not a political correct position in an inclusive generation of governments and cultures that, that, that believe they have a better way. But nevertheless, listen, it's correct. As we see in the, the rising tide of anti-Semitism these days, It'll be apocalyptic evangelism that will exploit the nature of true covenant righteousness. The issue of Israel and the controversy God has with them is, is, is for the whole world to consider. Apocalyptic evangelism is the method God's chosen for the church to point to, clearly point to the nations, the everlasting covenant with the Jew. The Lord will reign from Jerusalem over all the nations through a, a restored Jewish nation. And that, my friend, is what stumbles much of the church and, for that matter, the nations in our day. I believe it'll be an awakened company of lovesick, anointed Christians 
filled with the words of the prophets and the power and the power of the Holy Spirit, proclaiming the gospel to the nations, not loving their lives even unto death. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, you're endorsing and and igniting a generation of believers in the earth today, uh, a generation to bring the word of the Lord to their generation, a new season, a new time. The gospel's the same message, but it's presentation in the context of the time in which we live. We want you to know that we endorse that move of your Holy Spirit. We endorse it wholeheartedly. We can think of no better honor in your kingdom than to be called to such a time as this. The grace and the anointing to take this apocalyptic message in this season to the Jew and to the nations. We need much grace in this endeavor, and you will supply it as we submit to your word and your ways. Glory. Glory to your holy name. Amen and amen. Subscribe to the podcasts, beloved. More and more people are listening, but more and more people need to listen. It's not because of me. It's because of the word of the Lord that's necessary in this season. People are asking questions. There's there's confusion in the churches today. People say, what, what is this time that we're involved in now? What's coming next? Let's move the message of a coming kingdom to the multitudes while there's still yet time. Blessings to each and every one of you. And, and Maranatha, I'm Bill Nordstrom.